give me a few minutes to remind you that there's a warning in the Bible about another Jesus. And we want to stay alert in uh, the year 2015. I am jealous. I'm very jealous as your pastor. I'm very jealous over you. I'm very jealous for the Lord Jesus Christ's sake. This is the last verse of Psalm 45. My favorite psalm. A messianic psalm. The love psalm. The condensed, summarized version of the Song of Solomon. The love of Jesus Christ, the glorious prince for his church. It says at the end of the psalm where David takes up the first person, I will make thy name to be remembered in all generations. Therefore shall the people praise thee forever and ever. I want to make the name of the Lord Jesus Christ to be remembered in all generations that come out of this church and other places that we influence. That the people would praise Him forever and ever. Is anyone else jealous with me? 2 Corinthians 11. For I am jealous over you with godly jealousy, Paul wrote. For I have espoused you to one husband, that I may present you as a chaste virgin to Christ. But I fear. So there's jealousy and there's fear. But I fear lest by any means, as the serpent beguiled Eve through his subtlety, so your minds should be corrupted from the simplicity that is in Christ. For if he, false teachers, if a false teacher were to come that preacheth another Jesus, whom we have not preached, or if ye receive another spirit, which ye have not received, or another gospel, which ye have not accepted, ye might well bear with him. Paul was afraid. Paul was jealous that the Corinthian church was so weak that they would fall for another Jesus, another spirit, and another gospel. The devil does not look like this. When you think the devil looks like that, then the devil has won. The devil doesn't look like this. The devil doesn't look like this. The devil doesn't come presenting himself like this. He comes presenting another Jesus. He comes presenting another spirit and another gospel. He comes like this. This is another Jesus. No matter how many years you spent with a picture like that hanging in your home, no matter how many years you had a picture like that hanging on your key ring, that is another Jesus. The devil does not come as a wolf. He pulls down his sheep head so that he looks like a sheep. These poor little unsuspecting lambs here are going to be devoured because he doesn't come as a wolf. He comes in sheep's clothing, as the Bible says. Let's go over those verses again because I want you to remember them. 2 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 2. Paul said, I am jealous over you with godly jealousy, for I have espoused, I have contracted marriage for you to the Lord Jesus Christ, one husband, that I may present you as a chaste virgin to Christ. That is such an exciting concept 
of conversion and ministerial labor. Jealousy for souls and jealousy for the truth is a godly thing. So I asked, are you jealous with me tonight? Conversion is a marriage. When we're baptized, we take on the Lord Jesus Christ as our husband. We commit our lives to Him. We commit our love to Him forever. Conversion is marriage to Jesus Christ alone. That's why it says one husband up here. Each of us needs to be a chaste virgin for Jesus Christ. There are virgins that aren't chaste. Their minds are corrupted and twisted. We want to be a chaste virgin, pure and holy in thought, word, deed, and all parts of our being. And the apostle was jealous toward that end. I am jealous toward that end. But I fear, lest by any means, as the serpent beguiled Eve through his subtlety, and I hope you think about the Garden of Eden, so your minds should be corrupted from the simplicity that is in Christ. We do not want to be moved away from the simple gospel that tells us about Jesus of Nazareth. Fear of devilish compromise is also a good thing because the Apostle Paul had it. We should be afraid. We should be jealous lest any of us get moved away from being a chaste virgin of the Lord Jesus Christ and lest anyone would ever sell us another Jesus. The devil can trick Christians like he tricked Eve, or Paul wouldn't have been afraid. Your mind can be tricked to believe a Jesus lie, like the picture that I showed you. For if he that cometh preacheth another Jesus, whom we have not preached. So what we want to look for is what Paul preached. We don't care what anyone else preaches. We don't care what any movie tells us about Jesus. Any book, painting, storybook, or any other source document. It's what did Paul preach about the Lord Jesus Christ. Or, if ye receive another spirit, which ye have not received yet, or another gospel, which ye have not accepted, ye might well bear with him. Paul was afraid of that church, of being vulnerable to false teachers. The elect. Paul was writing a church of God's elect. The elect can accept another Jesus another spirit, and another gospel. Lord, save us. The devil promotes a false Jesus. He does not promote himself. He promotes a false Jesus. Let us be jealous and afraid and hate any false Jesus. This is another Jesus. This is the one of the Roman Catholic versions of another Jesus. Look at that fairy. I hope I didn't offend you. That isn't the Lord Jesus Christ. That isn't anything like the Lord Jesus Christ. That is a picture that came out of the brothel. This is the Mormon Jesus. So why don't we put over here Brigham Young University. That's the Mormon Jesus. This is the BJU Jesus. Another Jesus. Here's another one. We can jump to the Roman Catholic Church again. And of course, her harlot daughters. Look at that fairy. Unbelievable. Could the man pick up a hammer? Why are they all so effeminate? 
when no one in that time wore hair like that except John the Baptist. And Jesus wasn't anything like John the Baptist. She should run for Miss America. All these pictures from Bible story books. This is another Jesus. Who in the world was that? Now, those of you that were old enough in 1970 to remember this one, do you remember that? I hope that none of you went to it. Do you remember 1970, put your hand in the hand of the man? You know, when John met Jesus, he didn't want to put his hand in his hand. He fell at his feet as dead. This is 2004. Mel Gibson's The Passion of the Christ. It's another Jesus. This is the Son of God that came out last year, or a couple years ago. This is called the Hot Jesus. A long-haired Jesus? Let's just deal with one little issue. One little tiny issue of another Jesus. Just a little tiny one. A long-haired Jesus? How? Why do pictures of Jesus show very long hair? Why do all the pictures of Jesus show very long hair? Why do both Rome and Baptists promote those pictures? No one has ever seen Jesus with long hair. No one has ever seen Jesus with brown hair. The only description in the Bible is white hair and flaming eyes. It is a shame for a man to have long hair. Does that bother you at all? Of what they've done to the Lord Jesus Christ? It is a shame for a man to have long hair And yet, every picture of Jesus is with very long hair. Jesus was drastically glorified 2,000 years ago. Any effort to make him look like what you think he looked like when he was on earth is totally wrong. Because he's been glorified since 33 A.D. 30 A.D. 30 A.D. Drastically glorified. So that he has the description that the Bible gives him in Revelation chapter 1 and chapter 19, that we heard about on Sunday, because there are people here that love the true Lord Jesus Christ. He has white hair, and his eyes are like a flame of fire. He was drastically glorified. He's never going back to that body of humiliation that he had on earth, and that body of humiliation that he had on earth never looked like those effeminate girls that are painted in those pictures by Roman Catholic artists who are creating a caricature of the Lord Jesus Christ at the whims of the devil. He has a white head far beyond Caucasian. You would be surprised by some of the questions I get sometimes about my statement that Jesus has a white face and a white head. It's far beyond mine or your white faces. Who wants you to have an effeminate Jesus? Who wants to destroy the glory of the Prince of Glory, the Lord Jesus Christ? The one who was defeated by Him in His state of humiliation. But now He's in a state of glory. And the next time, we are all going to put our feet on His neck when the Lord Jesus Christ throws Him into the lake of fire. Are you angry? You should be angry. 
and I just picked one little point. You should be. Paul warned Satan would bring another Jesus. The defeated devil wants to shame Jesus. Are you going to let him do it? Are you jealous for the Lord Jesus Christ's honor and glory? Are you jealous for our church that will never ever depart from the Jesus Christ described in the Bible? There is only one Jesus. There can never be another. But false teachers preach false Christ and Jesus warned about them. They are another by differences from what the Bible says. There's only one way to know about Jesus of Nazareth. By the Bible. There is no history book. There are no pictures. There's no shroud. There's nothing. It's by the Bible. So we go to the Bible and we believe in Jesus exactly as the Bible describes Him. But they create differences in order to come up with another Jesus. The differences are in doctrine about Him personally, about what He did, about what He believed. The one Jesus is in truth. And we want to hold to the one Lord Jesus Christ. Another Jesus. The Galatians added, the Galatians added the works of the law. And Paul said they had fallen from grace and they had made Jesus Christ of none effect. The bewitched Galatians. Paul wrote multiple churches of Galatians and said they had been bewitched. Which is work for whom? The devil. To add the works of the law of Moses to the finished work of Christ, thus creating another Jesus in the churches of Galatia. Jesus begging to save and to give eternal life. The Arminians all around us do that. The cracker Jesus that Pope Francis adores one hour every evening. That's the Roman Catholic Jesus. The divine nature. We just had someone leave our church that wanted to tell us that Jesus is the second person in the Trinity. That's the eternal sonship, folks. Some say Jesus is only an example. That's liberal theologians that do not want to give Him His place as a substitutionary atonement under the wrath of God, paying the penal price for our sins. There's other Jesuses all over. Look at this. i got to do this very quickly. You know where this slide will be in the next few hours, the Lord willing. They say He loves everyone. The Bible says He loves His elect. That He tries to save all men. He fully saves all God gave Him. He loses most that He tries to save. The Bible says He didn't lose a single one. Loving Him is a feeling. Loving Him is obeying Him. As He taught so plainly. They encourage WWJD bracelets Jesus Christ of the Bible hates WWJD bracelets because an outward sign that you're holy and religious is just what he condemned in the phylacteries and enlarging the borders of their garments. They say he never criticized anyone. Have they ever read Matthew chapter 23 where he criticized about everyone and used a a bunch of name calling because he's holy and righteous and that was his own people and those were the most, that was the straightest sect of the Jews' religion. Right. You know, they, they say that he, Jesus was a revolutionary. Anybody ever read those words or heard those words? Yeah. That Jesus was a revolutionary against rulers? He submitted to Caesar's taxes. And so do we. And we love Him for what He taught on that matter. Amen. 
His way is wide and broad according to them. Anybody can come in. Come as you are. All those people over there at the church of Greenville that are preaching repentance and preaching legalism. His way is straight and narrow according to Him. Excuse me. He is not reigning now, they say. We know that He's reigning right now. They emphasize sometimes doctrine over relationship. That's another ditch from the other side of some of these people. But we understand that first love is more important than doctrine because Jesus commended the doctrinal stand of the church at Ephesus but said He was going to take the candlestick away for having lost their first love. We want to measure our Jesus by every passage as the Bible describes Him. Can the elect believe another Jesus? Paul would not have been afraid if it was impossible for the elect to believe another Jesus, of course they can. Because it is in the mind. If you go back to those verses, it was in the mind that your mind can be corrupted to think and believe the wrong thing. And so when it says in Galatians 5, 4 that we fell from, they fell from grace, it only meant in their minds they fell from grace. You can't fall from actual grace. That actual grace is going to see us all the way to heaven. It extends from God's predestination and foreknowledge before the world began to glorification. Glorification is so certain that it's used in the past tense in Romans chapter 8, verses 29 and 30. Past tense. It's in the mind. There's no change in status in heaven because one of God's elect is seduced by a false teacher to believe in another Jesus in some variant of the other Jesuses that are out there. The Galatians fell from grace about Jesus, as I just said. We are vulnerable to the devil's another Jesus in different ways at different times. Therefore, my brethren, let's be vigilant and very strict about what we look at, believe, think about, talk about, allow our children around. They, They need to be constantly reminded about the Jesus of the Bible. Another spirit. The other spirit that's out there today promotes himself by the anointing. But the spirit in the Bible only promotes one, the Lord Jesus Christ. His whole ministry is to testify of Christ. They disregard any rule that Paul ever gave for the exercise of gifts. But the Holy Spirit always follows every gift. All the New Testament rules. Are you with me? I can't tell you about that. They've never followed all the rules for speaking in tongues. It's a nice little list. They just break every one of them because they don't care. As long as they've got that feeling, they're a shaking and a quaking and a barking and a crawling and, a, and babbling in some little gibberish, they're happy. Their miracles are unproven. You know, when Benny stands there and tells somebody to t- put their hand on the television and their kidney stones will go away, how do you know that any kidney stones were ever there? Or how do you know they went away? You know, in the New Testament, people jumped up and ran around that had been lame for 30 years. They have a feel-good with false doctrine. But the Bible and the Holy Spirit only endorses true doctrine. How can you feel good with false doctrine? When they walk out of a service and say, Listen, didn't you feel it in there? You could feel the Holy Ghost. But you know that there were 20 points of doctrine that were violated in one short service. That's another spirit that's making them feel good. They're drunken and laughter revivals, barking revivals. You know, the Holy Spirit is grave and sober for truth because He wrote those words over and over again in the New Testament. How about the Christmas spirit? Hello? You want to call that the Holy Ghost? People are ready to kill each other on Black Black Friday. 
I wonder why it's called Black Friday. Christmas spirit, hello. The spirit of truth is against the mass of the Catholics. They deny any trial of their faith by feelings. I know I've got the Holy Spirit. I don't care what the Bible says. I've heard those words. We try them by God's word. Believe not every spirit, 1 John chapter 4, verses 1 through 6, but try the spirits to see if they're of God. They think that you can increase their spirit by an amplified band. We know that the only way to increase the Holy Spirit is by holy living. They get more by sowing a seed to Mike Murdoch. We get more by praying for the Holy Ghost because we're told to. They believe that that spirit of theirs fills women for preaching. We know that he only fills men for preaching. And on and on we could go. Very quickly, we've covered some of the differences. A false gospel. God hates sin but loves the sinner. That's not what the Bible teaches. You have to accept Jesus to be saved. Not what the Bible teaches. All or most prophecies are future. We understand and know that most prophecies are fulfilled. You need to fulfill the Great Commission. We know the apostles grandly fulfilled it. An age of accountability. Because children are innocent. We know that even babies sinned in Adam. We're the only ones that can explain why a baby dies. Because he's guilty for Adam's sin. Salvation is by your decision. We know it's God's. According to the good pleasure of His will. Additions and alterations made to the gospel. We know that the gospel's been once delivered to the saints and there's nothing to add to it. Social or prosperity gospels. Rick Warren, Joel Osteen and others. We know that the true gospel is a spiritual religion and a heavenly religion. It's not of this world. It doesn't go around trying to increase literacy or get rid of AIDS. It goes around seeking for men to to repent from their sins and to lay hold of the Lord Jesus Christ by faith. Their gospel is seeker-sensitive for the world. We won't compromise for anyone. The Bible won't compromise for anyone. They say that as long as you're keeping the essentials, then you're a Christian. Jesus said, even the least commandments are to be taught. In Matthew chapter 5 and verse 19. I will make thy name to be remembered in all generations. To whatever degree I can say this and presume on the Most High this little bit, I'm alive for that sentence, that clause. I will make thy name to be remembered in all generations. Therefore shall the people praise thee forever and ever. And I hope that many of you are with me in this in whatever days, months, years that the Lord gives us, I hope that we will make His name to be remembered in all generations. Second Corinthians 11 tells us more about these false teachers. They are false apostles, deceitful workers, transforming themselves into the apostles of Christ. Or apparently so, not actually. And no marvel... This is no big deal that they fake it, fake it like they do. For Satan himself is transformed into an angel of light. Therefore, it is no great thing if his ministers also be transformed as the ministers of righteousness, whose end shall be according to their works. For such are false apostles. This is all the same chapter, 2 Corinthians chapter 11, where the Apostle Paul is distinguishing and separating himself from false teachers that had crept into the church at Corinth. For such are false apostles, deceitful workers, transforming themselves into fake apostles of Christ. 
the other Jesus is preached by false teachers. Corinth had teachers pretending to be apostles. You can see them on television. There's many of them. There are also teachers like Apollos and Peter who were not false apostles of Jesus Christ, but apostles in error. And as soon as Aquila and Priscilla led the one to truth, Paul led the other one to truth. They both repented and went and preached again. And no marvel for Satan himself. Satan himself becomes an angel of light. He doesn't come as that red fork-tailed, pitchfork-carrying, red demon-like creature that men have concocted. He comes as an angel of light. Like the angel Moroni, who appeared to Joseph Smith to start the Mormon church. Men faking it as apostles should not surprise us. It's no marvel. Satan comes as a teacher of light. He doesn't come as darkness. Your mind can be corrupted to believe a lie. Lord, help us. Therefore, it is no great thing if his ministers also be transformed as the ministers of righteousness whose end shall be according to their works. Satan's ministers in Corinth transformed. Terrible. They will talk the talk of righteousness. They won't come telling you, hey, don't you want to sin with us and we'll go to hell together? They'll talk the talk of righteousness. They will be judged like Judas and the man of sin, whose end shall be according to their works. And it is not pretty. This is how it happens. Put on a guise and eat the lambs. Sherwood Baptist Church. Let me make something very clear. I am not saying that it's impossible to watch Flywheel of Sherwood Baptist Church. I just wanted to get as close to home as I could. Sherwood Baptist Church preaches another Jesus. Just remember, I want you to be vigilant about everything you look at, everything you read, everything you listen to. Facing the giants, another Jesus is in there. Be careful. Fireproof, another Jesus is in there. Be careful. Moving stories, you say, but you know, some Arminians, when they get converted, it's a wonderful story. How many Mormons, when they got converted, have you met? And how many have you met that were converted through AA? They have wonderful stories as well. Most of them are better than Arminians. Don't give me that junk. You just haven't spread your nose and eyes and ears far enough to know that there's lots of wonderful conversion stories everywhere. Can a child of God be an Arminian and believe another Jesus and have a changed life when he's born again, but he does, he's not taught any better of a doctrine and gospel? Yes. Courageous. Another Jesus. War room. Another Jesus. A little farther off the tack in war room. This is Son of God a couple of years ago. We need to be vigilant, brethren. The people you work with that tell you they love Jesus. What Jesus are they talking about? Don't just hear the five word, the five letter words. You know, family members, books, contemporary Christian music, friends, Christian school that you may send your children to, the curriculum you use for homeschool, churches, novels, athletes, Tim Tebow, 
WWJD, Christian movies like the ones I just showed you, Promise Keepers, Fellowship of Christian Athletes, Youth for Christ, The Wilds, etc. Another Jesus. Right. Test their Jesus by the Word of God. Right. It doesn't matter that they sing, Oh, how I love Jesus. So do Mormons. Not every Jesus is Jesus. Jesus warned of many false Christs. The five-letter word needs definition. Otherwise, in Acts chapter 7, it's the successor to Moses. And in Hebrews chapter 4 and verse 8, it's the successor to Moses. Most everyone loves Jesus. But which one are they talking about? Reprobates will even call Him Lord at Judgment Day. I never knew you. But they called Him Lord. Lord! Lord! Have we not prophesied in Thy name? In what name? The name of Jesus. I love the Lord Jesus Christ of the Bible. I want to exalt Him and defend Him against all counterfeits and caricatures and opponents and adversaries and creations of the devil. But most would kill the true Jesus, the Son of God. Those people that say they love Jesus, why don't you lay on them a few points of doctrine out of the Bible and find out how much they hate the Jesus of the Bible. We are Bible Christians. Without the Bible, Jesus Christ cannot be known. All other ideas are either ignorance or their satanic malice against Him. Let us learn Him and His doctrine by clear verses of Scripture and tenaciously hold to them. Let us love and serve Him also by clear verses. Let us identify and oppose any variation. Paul said, if an angel from heaven preaches any other gospel, let him be accursed. Paul said, if I preach any other gospel, let me be accursed. We must not compromise. The Bible is our standard for Jesus, for the Holy Spirit, and for the gospel. We measure by fruit, not feelings, and only as the Bible defines fruit. Others will call us strange. They'll call us strict, weird, and extreme. We want to meet the Lord Jesus Christ soon, having been totally faithful to Him as a chaste virgin. Any compromise detracts from His perfect glory. You can't improve on the Jesus of the Bible. Any change you make to Him, you demote Him. Let's keep Him lifted up where He is. This is what we did on our website to reclaim Revelation 3.20. You know all about it. The difference between Satan's she-man Jesus and the Lord Jesus Christ. The difference is enormous. The difference is so plain. The difference is in writing. How do they even come up with the false Jesus? There's a spirit behind them all. How much do you love them, brethren? Do you mind earthly things? Are earthly things more important? Are you eager for me to finish this up so you can get home, watch television or think about earthly things, listen to the world's music on the way home? Do you mind earthly things? Then you're His enemy. The Bible says so. Have you lost your first love? We all lose our first love at times. How desperate are you to get it back? That's the repentance that the Lord Jesus Christ expects from us. How desperate are you? 
Is Solomon's song or Psalm 45 a little weird to you? Or do you love being the bride of the Lord Jesus Christ? And you want to be a chaste virgin, the purest one he's ever had, and love him more dearly, and hang at his feet like no one before you? Lord, help all of us to that end. Brethren, fling your door open to let him in for fellowship. He stands at the door and knocks. If any man will hear his voice and open the door, he will come in to him and will sup with him, and then we can sup with him as well. Let us perfect our love, which should result in our obedience and the doctrine that we hold in this church to the Lord Jesus Christ. Holy Father in heaven, forgive our hearts for being so cold, but we do love the Lord Jesus Christ who sits at thy right hand. The Lord Jesus Christ that we read about in the pages of holy, inspired Scripture and nowhere else. Heavenly Father, we want to love Him more. Stir us up. Almighty God, by the power of the Holy Spirit, quicken our affections. Awake us from sleep. Cause us to rise from any soul death or death to fellowship that we are in. Bless us to love your Son more. Reveal Him to us in dimensions that pass knowledge until we are filled with all the fullness of God. Heavenly Father, we want a Christ-centered church. We want Christ-centered families and Christ-centered lives and Christ-centered hearts and Christ-centered minds. Help us to this end. Heavenly Father, there's other Jesuses, spirits, and gospels all around us. They make inroads upon us. They affect our thinking. We want no thoughts about Thy only begotten Son, the Prince and Lord of glory, except what the Bible shows us and tells us. Save us. Teach us vigilance. Remind us and convict us. Make our consciences sensitive And stirred up, O Lord, to defend your Son and the integrity of how the Bible describes Him. We are thankful that even this night you remind us again that you have revealed your Son in truth to us. Help us to hold fast in these perilous times of the last days. Bless each one of these souls, O Lord, that they would love your Son. And when it's time for them to stand before Him, that from this night there would have been fruit, that love has been revived and minds redirected to love Him more perfectly. Save our church. We thank You for all that You have done for us, are doing for us, and will yet do for us. In Jesus' name, Amen. Amen. You are dismissed.